Hi everybody, it's Gonox Lair here, episode two. <laughs> Tom's trying to make us laugh because I don't often do the intro. I'm not trying to make you laugh. Yeah, oh, sure. I was just trying to hide my face. Mm. I noticed you said episode Tinker. two. Did you mean part two? Part two, yeah. A rookie mistake, yeah. <laughs> Schoolboy era. Because the people that'll be listening will go, hang on a second, episode two. I thought I was up to episode 23. Tom would be a terrible, like, first time for anyone. <laughs> like, he'd be, like, after you'd finished, you'd be like, okay, here's what, what you've done wrong. <laughs> are you, like, if I take someone's virginity, are you saying that I wouldn't be great at giving them notes afterwards? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the be- What you want to do is, what you, next time, no, that was lovely, that was really nice what you did there, but next time you just, just put a bit more minge around it. That that's exactly nice. what I'm saying. Or anus, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, I'm yet to sip me. That's yeah. a lovely looking hot chocolate, that. that yeah? yeah? Asking you shall receive it, Tom's yeah, house. Yeah, indeed. So next time I might, I don't know, can I have... Some risotto. A boob sandwich, please. <laughs> can I have your risotto that you were going to have for lunch t- next, the next day? Can I have that, please? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even ask for that, you just took it. So, yeah. I've got some English pale ale. English pale ale uh, from Marston's. The world has truly went crazy where I'm, on a Saturday night, I'm drinking hot chocolate. I know. And you're drinking beer and obviously, can he tanked up? <laughs> oh, whatever. It's health and you, safety gone mad, isn't it? You've got a lot to read out as well. It's, uh, it's political correctness gone mad when it's, Tom's getting drunk on a Saturday night mm-hmm. and you're having hot chocolate. Doesn't that look like it should be apple flavoured? Describe the ball. It's got a guy on some stilts picking... Hops, I would imagine, from a tree. Is that where hops grow? No, I'm fucking that looks like it. Hops from a tree. And it says English Pale Ale, but it's all got a green tint to it, and it just looks like it should be apple-flavoured. Yes, it does look like it should be a cider. It says, what's with three barrels? Burton, the town. It is Marston's. The Burton Union, our unique brewing system. DE14, Innovation Brewery, Brewing the Future. What? What percentage is it? What does That's that all mean? I care about. That was nonsense. It wasn't it? Uh-huh. What does the three barrels mean? DE14? Uh- <laughs> That's a postcode. Uh, the, it's only 3.6%. Oh, I wouldn't get out of bed for anything. Pregnant <laughs> people still can't drink it. They would have still got that picture uh-huh. of a pregnant person. So, yeah. Um, okay, waffle over. It's the weapon podcast, lads. Get your weapons out, guys. Now, do you want to... Get your weapons out. The disclaimer. Everyone, get your weapons out. <laughs> It's not power-ups. It's weapons, yes, correct? Yes, I've got a little, little uh, thing to say. Yes, so, episode 23, part two. It's going to be about weapons. By that we mean weapons that your character in the game will hold. This is not inclusive of power-ups. Units, as in Command and Conquer, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. or vehicles. <laughs> Don't come at me telling me that the fucking... Wombat or whatever it was called in Halo was your favourite Wombat What was it called? The Mongoose The Warthog was clearly better than the Mongoose The Mongoose was that little buggy It didn't have any any weapons on it Well that's convenient So yes we want to just Just see like a power up would be A star in Mario for example Ah yeah Yeah. It's not spells or abilities I think we might cover them in a, late, in a podcast at a later yeah, date yeah ring more like you know definitely power ups at a later date I think that would be an interesting one exactly yeah um, it's not it's not necessarily most iconic it's ones that you really enjoyed using or thought were quite novel or interesting 
an interesting twist. Like the crowbar is obviously one of the most iconic mm-hmm. melee weapons ever from Half Life. Yeah, it's just the ones that we enjoyed. We did have the idea of doing a top ten, but then we thought that's not really us. And I watched a lot of top tens trying to find out, like to try and jog my memory. Mm-hmm. And um, because I've watched quite a lot of them, they become a bit tiresome. So yeah, I don't like top tens. Although it seems to be these days top 12s and top 14s and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a good idea just to have an excuse to talk about like yeah, things. I, I think what we do is, what we do best is... <laughs> Jesus Christ! We'll, like the board game episode, we'll just say, let's talk about board games, and we do. We just talk about different board games, get people to give their thing. We don't say this was the best, this was the worst. We just so incidentally say the game of life shit. A Monopoly's crap. Aye. It's, we didn't have the worst or most overrated or biggest ball ache games. Biggest ball ache games. So, that's the disclaimer over with, is mm. it? Yes. We have had a lot of responses. A lot of responses. Good to hear. An almost overwhelming amount of responses. Okay. So, is this going to be retailed the weapon show, the list show? Weapon show, the list show, that rolls off the tongue. It does, doesn't it? And that kind of like, <laughs> I've just learned how to speak English. <laughs> the weapon show, the weapon list show. show. I from planet, don't know. <laughs> planet, weapons. So if we don't read out your suggestion, mm-hmm. your recommendation, your favourite, your least favourite, don't be disappointed or disheartened. Yep. It's probably just because your choices were boring as fuck. Ooh. All right? So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just try better next time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Great. Let's crack on. Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's my <laughs> shotgun impression. What's... do You know when you were a kid? You used to make, like, noises of guns? Yeah. Do some of them now. I was really good at that, you know. Well, yeah. Well, impress me. Can I guess what weapons were if you do? Okay. Well, there was a lad who, um, one one of my mates, Neil, he used to always do this this piss take noise, and it was one of the lads who used to do it. He used to go, tiddly-la, tiddly-la. Tiddly-la. I think I've heard that emanate from your mouth before. I've said it on this podcast before. I would do... That's nice. It's good, that isn't it? Shotgun. Could, yeah. It could be. Or it could just be. Yeah. Um, what about? <laughs> what about a, um, a sniper? No, that's not very good. Decoy, you think? It's the um, you know the I used to like the the western kind of, and then they do like ping ping. Yeah. Ricochet. But I also used to like doing the um, explosions, like when you throw a grenade. Oh. Holy shit! Is that one? It's remarkable. It? Thanks. You've shaken yourself apart. And uh, that was all I used to do. Awesome. On with the show. We've had a big email. Right. From Michael. Eat a bit f- puffer fish. I'm just going to go straight into it. I'm just going to read it out. Here we go. go. with the word? Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how he starts. Oh, hello. No. How are you? Hi, yeah. Can I have... Re- will, will I pretend I'm having a conversation? No, because that'll make yeah, us go on even twice longer, as long. Yeah. Oh, hello. How are you? I certainly hope so. <laughs> I can see why you said that now. <laughs> so I was thinking, whilst bathing in the dark one evening, what if Gonorx Lair ever consider talking about weapons and gaming? 
specifically those used by the playable characters, but not entirely ruling out NC NPCs and such. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me like a pipe off Streets of Rage right on my boat race. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Why not mention a few of my favourite, worst and most memorable weapons in games I've played, and then if the guys do have a chat about it, there's at least two minutes of material there already. Want to know what weapons I'm on about then? Mm-hmm. That's a bit like that thing from uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more? I would. Weapons what I like times five. Obvs, I'm going to start with a Fallout one. Go on then, get it out of the way, I hear you cry. Mm-hmm. It's a Deathclaw gauntlet from the Fallout games. If you don't know it, think of a Deathclaw. If you don't know what that is, picture a spiky lizard, put him up on two legs, grow him about nine feet in height, add a ton in weight, give him claws like muggle swords and the speed of a puma. 90s cartoon reference for me there. So now you know what a Deathclaw is. Simply chop off his hands and attach a sturdy glove-like apparatus to it so you can wear it and slice chumps open with the greatest of ease. It's brutal, but you need to get up close. Just don't fight a Deathclaw with one because he has two. And the strength of a bear. That's another little reference. Next, the Wabajack. This is something of a recurring weapon in the Elder Scrolls games. It's a magical weapon, usually in the form of a staff, and when fired, the effect is completely random. Most effective targets applying such useful hurts is, is a fireball, ice spikes, etc. But also funny ones that can turn them into an assortment of cheeses or chicken. Beware though, because it also can make you swap places with your enemy. So firing it at a crowd of bad lads is, is, is a bad idea. Or just move the target a meter or so away. It can also summon another buddy. If you play any old Elder Scrolls games and find it becoming boring easy, go find the Wabajack. He told me about that when I was speaking to him, and I thought that sounded like a really fascinating concept. Good caller. I recognised the name, but oh, then it. I thought the problem with the Elder Scroll games is I don't experiment much with the weapons. Mm. So, Link's boomerang from Zelda, a link to the past, and probably others. Call. Link's little boomerang is pretty nifty and fly. Not only does it hit bad fellas from a distance and makes <laughs> them do funny noises, it can also collect items or health pickups when you can't reach them or be bothered to go over there for them. Halo's Assault Rifle. Not because it was particularly deadly or had any great perks, but because it was the first I ever played with that had the ammo count on the actual gun itself, visible to the user. Okay, it may have been used before, I don't know, but it was the first time I'd seen it, and it was such a great idea, and one that's been used many times before. I mean, I'm going to call back to a lot of Halo weapons, Mm. but um, the, the main machine gun... After the first game got totally dumbed, like made worse all the way through... It's a fucking class gun, right? Yeah. Also, I just think all the Halo guns where you do the melee attack, mm-hmm. it's so satisfying. Like... The weapon, man. Titanfall Smart Pistol. Experienced players of the original and superior Titanfall will hate me for saying this, but it was brilliant. Arguably the ultimate noob weapon. It was a source of many hateful Xbox messages. <laughs> I didn't learn it as my first weapon and certainly didn't master it, as they preferred ruining nooblets with the standard carbine. But I did decide to try it out for a while and it was great fun. If you don't know what it does, treating it like a pistol will ensure you go down like a sack of tits in pretty much any fight. But give it a second to automatically aim and <laughs> sack of tits. Oh boy. <laughs> but give it a second to automatically aim and lock on fully, and an enemy pilot is a guaranteed dead one, providing you didn't see you first. It's easy to use against bots but risky against players. So finishes so finishes MVP when using one and your inbox becomes a hilarious place to be. It's very newbie, yes, but a pretty cool addition, and players of the original Titanfall won't forget it. A guilty pleasure of mine. That opens up a, um, 
the kind of can of worms where like on multiplayer games there's always like a weapon that kind of has a kind of um, a bad rep almost like there's a couple that I want to mention later exactly that which I don't know if you were going to see now well I was just going to go really older ones there was always the rocket launcher like Uh that was hanging around it felt Mm -hmm. like a very um, low skill based weapon Mm -hmm. like if you if it was more where was it uh-huh. but Halo and, and Unreal Tournament and um, Quake where the weapons were lying around yeah that was a kind of having to learn the map so that was a skill until itself mm. now it's all about loadouts isn't it so it's a bit different yeah. so Michael moves on to weapons what I don't like uh-huh. sniper rifles in PvP shooty games they're the thing of nightmares in the hands of a skilled enemy player and hard to use when your playstyle is mostly running around like a nutcase <laughs> Because you're more concerned with getting in and out of fights than learning the maps and picking a shot. A.K.A. don't know what's going on. A.K.A. me. Anything that doesn't do damage. So things like freezing weapons or anything that applies an effect rather than damage. Mm-hmm. Health, stamina draining, that kind of junk. They have their place, sure, but not for me. Give me damage every time. Any guns with an infinity perk. You should have to include an element of remembering to reload. Getting into trouble because you forget to or mistimed it. Running around with infinite ammo, no reloads or recharges, that's newbie to me, and I won't have you in my garden for a lemonade if you like them. <laughs> it's funny that playing the new Doom, I noticed that a lot of the games don't have a reload, aside from maybe it's the shotgun. Right, okay. And I, I can understand, I, I kind of side with that argument. Mm. It's a kind of a strategic element. Yeah. But then again, playing Battlefield a lot, it's so annoying killing someone and you've emptied your mag and then some bell end runs around the corner and you've got to put your pistol on mm. but he's got a fucking machine gun and he's got the drop on you who's going to win hmm mm, exactly it's like Tom and that fucking die. demons to diamonds who's going <laughs> to win I die so many times half, uh, halfway through me reload like it's so frustrating some worthy mentions if it hasn't been mentioned yet the golden pistol in gold mine earthworm Jim's head oh yeah his body grabbing himself and whipping enemies with himself is pr- pretty funny Way to go on. Funny game, funny weapon. And There's finally... Also uh, dropping the um, cow on people, isn't there, in that yeah, game? Yeah. And finally, no specifics here, because I could go on for, for a time, but a detailed discussion about weapons in gaming can't be complete without mentioning the Borderlands approach. Someone over at Gearbox really had their small yogurty vitamin drink on the morning they decided to implement <laughs> that. Take a basic weapon type, then create a handful of specs, parts and perks to apply, and have so many of each that no two occurrences of the same weapon will be identical. You can play, and I have, for hours on end and complete everything more than once and you'll never find the exact same gun you've, had, you've seen before. And though the unique, pearlescent and legendary ones aren't using the same pool for their stats and are more likely to be repeated, you'll still be very, very unlikely to see two of the same. And to that, the hilarious names. Grog Nozzle, Unkempt Harold, and The Bitch, for example. It's a recipe the gaming world must surely wish they'd thought of. I totally agree with that. That was one thing that I couldn't quite comprehend almost with the first Borderlands how you would never see the same gun it was a great one thing great concept I found a bit because it was the first shooter where it was um, it had more kin to kind of an RPG in the sense that you have a gun for a little while and it's best to then get a better gun and so there's always that case of just levelling up your guns and gun mm-hmm. weapons and over and over again because of that it felt like the guns just seemed to just be a because when you shoot things on that game, it comes up with XP, like, uh, like the uh, how much it takes off. Yeah. yeah, so it felt like it's just a case of that. 
It was, it was funny you say that because that was one of the, the taglines of the way they advertised that game was they said that um, it was as if uh, an RPG and a shooter had had a baby. That's exactly what this, the phrase had. Well, even the case if you play it properly with all the characters, don't all the characters have, um, like in World of Warcraft, they all have the particular, like, isn't there a tank yeah, type a, one? There's, and, a, there's a skill tree that you uh, unlock the different, uh, you progress through for sure. So he signs off by saying, I hope that didn't go on for too long. I know it did. Oh. Enjoy yourself. Goodbye, the road warrior. Oh. So he's given himself a... <laughs> he, a he's given himself a more badass... Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, 8-Bit Pufferfish. Is right? he out now <laughs> causing some bother on the road? He's, uh, he's just fucking just beeping people loads, beeping them. No, we go in, <laughs> we kill. <laughs> he's fucking weird, isn't he? Yeah. No, losers, losers, mate. <laughs> Next up, we've got Martin. Oh, hi, Martin. Brother. Hi, Martin. Want to be a guest? His uh, uh, favourites, mm-hmm. we've got the Hoover from The Simpsons. Oh, nice. Yeah, the yeah, beat-em-up. Nice the, um, yeah. the four-player beat-em-up one. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned that before on the arcade special. And I'd, That's a pretty cool weapon. I'd got, I got them wrong, didn't I? Like ah, one of many mistakes that I've I made in this. I got them absolutely right. You said, <laughs> you said it was the the bowling bowling ball. It was actually his fists, and I think ah. he uses the bowling ball as one of his special moves. Maybe. Ah. He also said the chain from Road Rash. Nice one. Nice, yeah. nice option. Mm-hmm. Nice choice. It always seemed more cool than the bat, which I'm assuming they just had the same. Uh, I just like the way you could swing it around your head uh. as long as you wanted, and then whoosh. he then kept with the chain theme. Mm, kinky. Mm-hmm. Chain gun from Doom. Yes, because mm-hmm. you can make the enemies do the chains, uh, chain gun dance. Really? Because they're just hitting it and they're like. Blah, 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 blah. But then again, every weapon in Doom is amazing, I think. Yeah, it's true. You said the orbiting protection shield from Burai Fighter, which is a game that I've talked about before. And might have even been a first or second episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about Burai Fighter. That, that was a Game Boy game. Game Boy game, I side scrolling shooter. And this orbit and protection suit obviously spun around you and protected you against enemies. And then he said uh, the banana bomb, sheep, and airstrike from worms. Nice, yeah. yeah. I would say they count because that's something to hold and then throw the okay. airstrike, maybe not, because you don't hold that. But yeah, the banana bomb and sheep for sure. I'd see no. bomb's a great weapon. I'd seen a worst was the poke that they do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'd forgot, like, no, that's some of the humour. The holy hand grenade as well yeah, is in there from uh, Python. Martin goes on to say that for the worst weapons, he said, I think it may have been Streets of Rage where you could pick up a small iron bar off the ground, which was always a bit shit. And he said he doesn't know, doesn't know if this counts, but the guy uh, it was um, Yoshimitsu, from Tekken, uh-huh. he would oh. stab himself. He committed. Is it Harry Carry? Harry Carry, <laughs> aye. So he'd stab himself and his opponent with a sword at the same time. Wasn't a fan of that. Now, it, I would say, I would argue that's a move or an ability more than a weapon. But his sword was so lame mm-hmm. that you could punch him mm-hmm. and he would hit you with his sword and it took off exactly the same amount of health. <laughs> the thing about that move, I'd remember that. 
you actually had to be facing the opposite way. Yeah. And you stabbed yourself and the the sword would go through, through him. Yeah. And if it hit the enemy, it it would take off a shitloads of energy, uh-huh. but it would kill you as well. It was a, mm, it was silly. baffling that a like strange one, right? Uh next up we've got Sai. Yes. Do you want to be a guest? He said uh, dual wielding swords as a combat rogue. Now that's referring to World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So he liked using the two swords as a combat rogue. That was a particular skill tree. It was um, the difference between DPS and area of effect uh, damage and stuff like that. So a combat rogue was more about damage per second. Uh-huh. Um, like fast, fast yes. hits, I guess, right. uh, as opposed to slow yes. more methodical moves or trying to crowd control and stuff it was more about just attacking one enemy but he didn't mention any particular weapons he just said like dual wield and ah. swords he then went on to mention a particular weapon the benediction stroke anathema staff for he says cardinal who when he comes on he'll talk more about cardinal but cardinal was his name the name of his his character which was a dwarf priest mm-hmm. and I asked him a bit more about that he said it was a bit of a status symbol you got it from Molten Core, which was one of the raids, which meant you were a part of a guild that could do 40-man raids, which was like big bragging rights. The appearance of the staff changed when you went into Shadow Form, which was a different, like a particular form you could go into as the priest. And you can't think of any other World of Warcraft weapon that actually did that, where uh-huh. the staff itself changed appearance. He also proper loved his sniper rifle and Left for Dead. Ah, uh, the old You like the automatic one with a large magazine. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did one Left 4 Dead 2, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And he loved... This is a recurring one that we're going to mention a lot of times. Can you guess what it is? The Grav Gun? Yes. <laughs> Almost everyone's yeah. mentioned that. I will see if someone's mentioned it. I will mention it, but we'll just skirt over it. Aye. So he said, uh, love the gravity gun from Half-Life 2, even if it made the most ridiculous fucking noises, which it did. That it did. It's weird. Um, there was an update for, well, a kind of DLC for Doom. Uh-huh. Doom Free, and that, they introduced yes, a grab gun right. into that, and it just didn't work it in was, that game. Wasn't it the one with the? Um, I got it, and I never played it. I finished it just recently because I got the Doom Free ah, pack right, for the right, okay. 360. Because it was like a, um, a, like you say, an expansion, but it was it had a, a release in the same way that that Far Cry game had a separate release. Predator, mm. I think it was called. Where it was actually a DLC, but they released it as a separate standalone game. You're right. I think the market back then wasn't comfortable enough to Not release consoles. DLC on yeah. the consoles. Yeah, exactly. it was quite a sizable one for the um, for the Xbox, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a very good game. Mm-hmm. And Doom's engine didn't really suit the grab gun. Yeah, but it's it a class weapon. The dual shotgun as well, didn't it? Um, the the double barrel, double barrel shotgun. Yeah. So. Sai so says the least favourite. I've never liked a grenade launcher. I just blow myself up with them. Yes. Ping, 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 ping. Now, uh, a mate called Paul, who mentioned on the last episode, he talked about Risk mm-hmm. board games. He said his favourite has to be the Hidden Blades in Assassin's Creed. Makes you feel cool as fuck. Which was one when I was looking at my games, I was thinking that, that would be one worth mentioning. If I was a bigger fan of the Assassin's Creed games, yeah. I definitely would have mentioned that. And I agree. It is a cool weapon because it's like down his wrist. Leonardo da Vinci d- designed them. <laughs> is that? In the, I, spo- I in think the it's law. supposed to be in the game. I don't oh, know God. though for a fact. And he also goes on to say that least favorite is usually a grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's um, the same as. Uh, I hate the sort of grenade launchers that when you fire it, the the grenade doesn't blow up on um, land. Yeah, uh, and it just fucking lies there. And 
there's a gun isn't that on Battlefield that does that because people are just constantly lobbing fucking gas grenades at you and it's uh, annoying as fuck there's a guy called Ryan mm-hmm. who's mates with Ellen uh, she sorry he he only gave negative ones he said Simon Belmont's whip was pretty frustrating on the NES Castlevanias aye I think it was just because it used to go straight forward wasn't it and it was difficult to get any sort of angle later, later ones addressed that but yeah it seemed like that he said his pet hate is knives that run out in side scrolling beat em ups. Like the guy can stab four people and then suddenly he just feels the urge to fucking throw the knife across the room mid battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Streets of Rage sort of thing, that, isn't it? Aye. And then he says, Oh, when you can't pick up a baseball bat because it's been picked up too many times, so it just flashes and disappears. <laughs> like, how much damage were you really going to do to someone with a baseball bat that, dis- that disintegrates when it comes into contact with the human hand five times? I remember l- later on. Uh... Streets of Rage, the third one, they introduced that the weapons had a um, energy bar. Energy bar, yeah. Mm. And uh, I think that was probably the way forward with that. Well, that's, that was the start of so many games. It's like State of Decay has um, the, the all of the weapons have a lifespan sort of thing, so they, they deteriorate. Not particularly visually, but any weapon that you use, you've got to put it back in your workshop to be worked on and stuff before you can use it again. I think melee weapons like that's a good idea because in Left 4 Dead 2 they didn't they didn't get damaged no. but maybe yeah. that would have been a good at least a good you know how they used to release weekly different game modes mutants Mut- uh, there was mutations. like tank mode and uh, stuff like that maybe it's the one where like the weapon would break but thinking around it they would have to put a lot of work graphically into that so yeah. maybe it's a way around that you could only I don't know 50 kills and then it would disappear or something well, it's funny enough I saw something just yesterday, something that Gabe Newell said about how consoles basically aren't in Valve's plans. Yeah, and they're, they're big fans of PC at the moment, so it's really disappointing. Now, I wish that Valve didn't own the rights to Left 4 Dead and someone else did, because they're just sitting there with this fucking amazing IP, well, just not utilising it. And it's just, it's, it's a bit of a disgrace, really, because they're so... I wouldn't say they're lazy because they're doing things with Steam and stuff, but I, I I think it's just it's unfair on gamers. You've got no one else is allowed to create these games because you hold the the ownership of them, but you won't make the games for them. And there's fans out there who just like Half Life, especially, they want to know what the story how it how it ends, and you're not going to tell them. I think I just think it's bullshit. I agree with you, but I think maybe he's devil's advocate. Maybe you can look at the thing that they've never released a bad. Like, you know how a band would finish on, like, a good album? Yeah, yeah. Or there's bands that just keep, you know, producing shit. Uh-huh. Like, they, they ended on a high on, on bo- all of them. I mean, some of the, our favourite games of all time, you know, the, they're begging for sequels. But mm. in one sense, if you look at, like, your bit of a love here with the new Battlefield, uh-huh. imagine if they did release a, a Left 4 Dead free and it was just not what, what like... But and and I agree hundred percent with what you're saying. Like it's like with old sitcoms, like oh, they're bringing Seinfeld back or Red like, Dwarf. What? No, no, just leave it where it mm-hmm. was. Like humans need to have some sort of closure on something. They need more of it, and it's not always a good thing. Red Dwarf's a good example. But I think Left 4 Dead. I agree with Half Life. They're never going to get. I don't think they could ever release something that would meet anyone's expectation now with Half Life. I think we're Left 4 Dead, however. Mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2 came out so close to each other yeah. that Left 4 Dead 2 could arguably be sort of 
said it's more of an expansion to Left 4 Dead 1, you know? I agree, it's yeah. It's the same engine, exactly the same. It's got new weapons, new maps. Mm-hmm. It's not really a sequel, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? I would say that if they released the Left 4 Dead 3, it, if they followed that formula, it would only be a success. As long as they didn't fuck around with it too much, it could only be a success. But I just think... They don't like making praise. They don't make. They don't like making games. They don't like making games anymore. Fucking Dota, like it. It's massive as in there's, there's loads of people want to play it. It's got a big following, but it's not massive as in you know you've got games that span genres and stuff, and people who have particular tastes will still play other games. Dota's just one type of it's person very really plays that game. Yeah, it feels like it I, I make some other fucking games, man. How I. Yeah. But anyway, we're going down a, yeah. a rabbit hole. Uh. Big one. Simon. Remember Simon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Simon. He said his favourite's Gravity Gun. Surprise, surprise. Portal Gun. Nice idea, nice. yeah. Because you can kill like the little turrets and stuff. That would be right. If we did do a top ten, that would be right up there for me. Mm-hmm. The BFG. Big fucking gun. Big fucking gun from Doom. The Ripper or Redeemer from the Unreal Tournament. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not, but I like the name. <laughs> and the Apple of Discord from Destiny. Again, I'm not a Destiny player. Mm-hmm. The only thing I do know is that that's the second... Sorry, there's two... At least two guns have been mentioned by these uh, the people who've sent messages from Destiny. And the pattern is that the names are shit. Apple of Discord. And the other one that I'll get to later is, again, a bit of a shit name. So he said for the worst ones, he said the M4 in COD 4. Yeah. Which I believe is the machine gun, isn't it? The, like a M16 sort of thing. I think it was an early iteration of that. The whole, you the know, much Battlefield is. and COD, all the weapons, just uh, as we've one. explained before, I have my favourites and I just get mixed up very easy because they're so similar. Uh-huh. He says the Thorn from Destiny. That's one of the worst ones. Again, I'm not sure what sort of weapon that is, but he just listed it. Right, People yeah. out there will know. I'll do some research as well. And he said basically everything in Bioshock 2. <laughs> uh, well, I've seen, um, seen a top 10 about, and it mentioned um, the, the flamethrower type weapon in Bioshock 2. Oh. And that leads me on to say something that I think you agree with, that flamethrowers in games are a very difficult, very difficult thing to get right. When you get them right and you get into a situation, it's very situational, a flamethrower. If you're in a particular position, mm-hmm. a flamethrower would come in handy. If there's loads of people in front of you, loads of enemies in front of you, blast them with a flamethrower. But I feel... You, sorry. You cannot run around a, a map and hope to just come across that situation. You need to have a flamethrower in reserve just in case you, it's called upon. Mm-hmm. Not like use that as your main weapon. It's like almost a curse if you pick up the shirt the flamethrower, you're like, oh, fuck. I would have to find the right situation to use this in. Now I kind of just like create that situation myself. I feel that ammo, that's where it's the biggest, because I agree with everything <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. saying, but it's the, the way the ammo turnover in one of the worst games weapons, I think, is the flamethrower in Dead Space 2. Right. Merely because it fucking goes right for the flame. The weapon, uh, ammo in that game is like s- scarce. Uh-huh. And it just goes straight through your ammo. And secondly, the um, enemies don't even seem to be that bothered when they're on fire. They just, like, keep coming at you. Yeah. Andre, you know, the hedgehog owner. Ah, yeah. He said, original Doom, BFG 9000, because nostalgia is deadly. Mm-hmm. 
in Battlefield 3, the USAS with explosive rounds, because holding the power of God is lit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, in Destiny, the last word. And again, that's the other one I was saying. That's another shit name for a gun. Nah, I don't mind that one, actually. It's a bit like Peacemaker, isn't it? That's a, a name for a gun that you see in like fan fantasy and stuff. And Aye. He said, the last word, because being a space cowboy is always cool. He said, Half-Life, Stroke, Fallout, Gravity Gun. Gravity Gun and Fallout? Is there? Hmm? I'm not sure about that. Uh, but he says, Gravity Gun, because killing something with a chair and spinal projectile is hipster cool. <laughs> Battlefield 1, the Calibri. Trolling someone with a pea shooter and teabagging them never gets old. So thank you very much, for that, Andre. I'm not sure Fallout, Gravity Gun... Sure no. You can pick stuff up, and uh, maybe, maybe he means the same way how you can pick stuff up and it just floats in front of you. Mm. Maybe. Don't mean to contradict you there, Andre. Please keep, please keep writing in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Neil. Neil says favorite weapons include the Lancer from Gears of War. I agree with that one. Yes, absolutely. The, the, That's chainsaw. the chainsaw, isn't it? Yeah. It's so sweet. It's, it's a lovely addition. It, it, it reminds me of a weapon that we'll talk about. In the next person's comments. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he says, for more old school, I love the holy hand grenade from Duke Nukem Time to Kill. Now, that's a game that I used to play with Neil quite a bit when we were younger. That's where I went third person, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. and it was great. It was, it really was good. a good it had, like, game. dynamite though. and stuff, and it was cool. It was like set, there was loads of different maps, like Western and mm-hmm. futuristic ones. It done something that I absolutely, I normally hate in platform games and stuff, where it's time... Um, you know, you're going through portals to different right. dimensions, so there's an Egyptian bit and stuff. Right, time but split, I, isn't it? I, I love time split as well. It's well, fucking again, amazing. the next person talking about time split. Oh, yeah. Neil, Neil was a big fan of time split, as he absolutely loved it. You talk he about did. games that like should come back. Fucking yeah. time split. As I never time played. Split. It, you know, I, I played it once at, at Neil's, but I never. It was never a game that I ever had or played much. I see. I, if I get me bag of games, I'm sure I've got. For me, time split as. Two was probably the best one. Right. But one was so old school, it was fucking class. And then he goes on to say, love the gunblade from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII as mm-hmm. well, which is actually the one that I was going to say, the Lancer kind of, I think, owes a bit too, because you've got the gun and blade mm-hmm. hybrid, and the Lancer's got the chainsaw on. Next we've got Chris, who was incidentally Neil's brother. Okay. Neil's older brother. So, he says, right, first off, Got to give props to the pump action shotgun in the original Doom. Yes. Which I know is one that you are uh, you So sweet, that. It's the I love the animation, I love the, the leather yeah. the leather glove he's got on. Aye, I do. It aye. just looks cool as fuck. I mean he's in space and he's using a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking sweet. I used that used to be my favourite weapon in that game. Like, yeah. It's so satisfying. He says couldn't beat one of those to the face. Then he says, Cloud's Buster Sword in Final Fantasy VII looked great. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah, uh, huge. But he really liked Squall's Gunblade in Final Eight. Mm-hmm. That added tap of R1 made the difference. Hi. And he says, you'll probably hear this one a lot, but the gravity gun in Half-Life 2 was class. Well, it's yeah. like, yes, we have heard that a lot. Not really powerful, but very innovative. I totally agree. Yep. Massively so. It was like, it was like unlike anything you'd ever seen. It's kind of like they it created this, this physics engine and they wanted it just show it off as much as possible how can we do that fucking throw stuff about I agree yeah well the the tutorial of using it and playing catch with dog is just like yes, a game uh, and highlight really he then says 
Most recently, I loved the Lancer in the Gears series. Mm-hmm. The combo of good firepower and awesome melee with a chainsaw. Yes, lush. Now, one that you were just about to mention before, the plasma cutter in Dead Space was genius. Oh, it was, yeah. Especially when combined with the mechanic of severing the limbs. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I love, love that. That. I, that whole concept, I thought was brilliant. Uh, it, was it in the first one you could slow down time a bit as well, couldn't you? You could freeze people and slow them down. That was in the first one, I'm sure. I feel you might be right. It yeah. feels more like in the second one, but it possibly was in that. I just I like that twinned with chopping the limbs off. It, it was so satisfying. That those games, and again, I think it's something we're going to probably do a special on. Had such a sense of urgency. Aye. Like you were just fuck quick. I've got to I've got to, I've got to shoot the limbs off and stuff just to slow them down before I can kill them. Yeah, you, you know something I've noticed when like thinking of good weapons. There's a lot of games where a weapon will not feel satisfying, mm-hmm. or a weapon is shit. But where they stand out the most, where a weapon's really good and really bad, is where if the game's amazing and it's got a good weapon, you're obviously going to remember the weapon. But there's a lot of good games that have got poor weapons, uh-huh. and it's sometimes it's just des- the design choices of the game. So. In Dead Space, we've talked about that being a good weapon, but I said the flamethrower was useless. Yeah, there was another weapon I thought in Dead Space was terrible, and it was the plas. It was the like the rifle. The it, it was like a homage to the alien rifle almost. Yeah, but yeah. it just burned through ammo, and it, it didn't, didn't do any uh, damage. And it's almost like the game wasn't designed for them weapons. Yeah. And maybe then- they would. They might argue that were they put that in there. Not necessarily as an upgrade weapon, but something that is... Uh, it it could, does what... It, it kills the, the creature, uh, but it, it, it creates more urgency because you know that that particular weapon, you might not use it because it's any good. You'll use your, your other ones first, uh, but then you'll just be left with that and you'll get into a situation where you're like, oh, fuck, all I've got is this machine gun thing, which isn't as good. It'll do the job eventually. That's exactly what I used but, to do. But maybe, maybe that's... I don't know, maybe I'm giving them a bit too much credit, but that could be what they were thinking. Do you remember, some, I've just remembered two of the other weapons from that game that are fucking awesome. That one that fires off that big kind of um, that, net say, like thing. Uh-huh. And the one that fires off them red hot harpoons and it just pins them to yes, the... It's fucking right. class. Did that machine gun have an alternate fire as well? Because all of them had alternate fires, didn't Yeah, they? I think it was... Um, a grenade or something. It's like something like... Yeah. It was a grenade that caused you more bother than them. <laughs> you know, that classic, because it's so close quarters. That was another one. We were talking about Resident Evil yesterday because we are going to do the Resident Evil special at some point. That was another one that was inspired by Resident Evil 4, Over the Shoulder. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. But I just loved... Don't want to talk too much about Dead Space, but how you could change... The thing from the point of yeah, vertical. That was just depending cool, on the scenario. Yeah. That was awesome. Right. On wide and upwards. Ah, I love Dead Space. I did like that. I really loved Dead Space. He says, although the Order 1886, I don't think that was that was panned by the critics. I it believe. was a PlayStation 1 game that was more of a story than an actual game. PlayStation 4. Uh, PlayStation 4, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said it, was, it wasn't looked upon favourably by the critics, and rightly so to some extent. The thermite gun was brilliant. It was steampunk kind of um, mm. ideas, which yeah. they do have good idea weapon, like good weapons. Mm. He said it was a really awesome piece of weapon design. And he said the double chainsaw stroke paddles combo weapon on Dead Rising Two was real fun as well. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm not a fan of Dead Rising, yeah. like, but fair suggestion. Oh yeah, it's out there. Uh, he says he's got to give a shout out to the golden gun on GoldenEye 2 that's one that Michael mentioned mm-hmm. that was basically a cheap weapon mm-hmm. 
And he said, I know you're not really a Gears fan, but I love the torque bow. The mechanics of using it are cool, and then the noise of it powering up coupled with the telltale glow always gets you scrambling in panic. I remember that uh, from when I played 1 and 2, and I do remember exactly what he's describing there, the noise of it, yeah. and it charging up. I do remember it being sweet. It's a one-hit uh, kill like yeah. on the head. There's a few weapons in Gears that are fucking class. Mm. Like, I actually think it's not a, it's not a good weapon, but it's a good idea. Mm. The Hammer of Dawn. Right. The one where y- you can, like, call a perceived... Um, like an ion cannon almost. Yeah, like a yeah. fire from, like, a, a satellite yeah. in the sky sort of thing, which is good. It's a good idea. It's a game, Gears of War, you know, it's a game that I wish I did, like, because I remember I've got some good memories of playing the first one online. It was the first game, I think it was the first game in the 360 I ever played online. Mm-hmm. And I uh, do have some good memories of it. And I wish I still really liked it, but I don't know. I just I like the <sighs> gameplay of uh, of the Gears games. Yeah. I hated the storyline. I don't miss them now that I'm on a PlayStation. I feel like, and I don't. I really, really don't want this to come across as condescending to anybody who plays them. But personally, I feel like I kind of grew out of Gears of War. Do you know what I mean? Like I was I, there when it happened. <laughs> we were playing. Uh, we were playing the second one, and we're going through it in um, in co-op. Yeah. And we had to keep doing this level, this little bit, over and over again. And you were getting groanly. I could hear it. It's the storyline for yeah. you. You Just you absolutely invested. despise it, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I was there when that happened, yeah. <laughs> that's when I, I think I said it right. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is going to happen again, Ross. We'll play another game, but that's it for this one. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also said, I have to give the Time Splitters games a mention too. Absolutely love those. Real big miss. The dual Tommy guns on part two were unreal. There you go. Awesome. That was the thing I <clears throat> noticed researching this. A while ago, we were like trying to attribute what was the first game to do dual wielding. Ah, yes. And it goes back dead, like far. And we were like. Two was one of the ones. Aye, we were saying like Halo 2 kind of like brought it into the universe and stuff. But I had that and I totally forgot about uh, Time Splitters. Time Splitters for me was so fun. It was like that's. Was it first person or third person? It was first person. You don't get a lot of fun first person shooters. They're like serious. I think Gotham City Imposters. That was. I got that on the, the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and that was um, a game that was trying to bring the fun back, and it did to a certain extent. But yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it just didn't hold me attention enough. It had some really interesting weapon choices, in the same way that Team Fortress did. That that had some like interesting, like a comedic value to meet Team Fortress Two anyway. Yes, I agree. But I hated Team Fortress's weapons; like yeah. they didn't have any oomph to them. Uh, like being the mechanic, uh, the medic on that game, that mm-hmm. his primary weapon is so like it's got no stupid big thing. Ah, uh, stupid big thing. Stupid big thing. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, Chris wanted to mention some bad ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll agree with this one: the fire torches and ghosts and goblins. Ah, uh, synonymous. Ghouls yeah. and ghosts. He put he actually put ghosts and goblins. Struggles and ghosts were horrendous. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done to you for yeah. uh, covering all bases. You said if you picked one up by accident, you were screwed. You were, yeah. Along similar lines, always hated to throw an axe in Castlevania games. That weird upwards throwing arc. You said the fists on Doom were appalling. With a knuckle the brass. Any of this spike knuckle well, if you picked up the um, Berserker packs, ah, yes, where you uh, were just like fucking <laughs> smashing people's faces in. <laughs> and he said it, they were appalling, but I guess that was kind of the point. 
Controversially, I've always hated the minigun in modern Fallout games. Anyone who played Fallout 1 or 2 will know how classic it used to be. Mm-hmm. Mega powerful and well gory. From Fallout 3 onwards, I thought it got lame. Loads of ammo, weight, and next to no damage. Yes. Because they're fucking heavy as fuck. They are. When in a game, if no one's really played the Fallout, in a game where you kind of carry everything, uh, you've important. got weight limits, mm. and this thing's taking up fucking... You could have four different guns for yeah. the weight of that thing. Absolutely. And invariably, that's what I did. I never used to carry around the... No. Or the Fat Man. Oh. I never carried that around. It was just... Uh, I, I know it was it did an untold amount of power, uh, an untold amount of damage, but mm-hmm. I just never used it because it was just too fucking heavy. That's a ge- that's a weapon I would give a bit of a shout out for a good idea. It fires off a mini nuke. Yeah, <laughs> and then I remember. Do you do you remember this game for the PlayStation? And it was on the PC. I think it was more big on the PC. It was called MDK. Middle Death Kill. Yeah, with a, that weird parachute thing. Aye, uh, like sort of straps. I had it on the. I used to play it on my dad's PC. Weird looking game. Aye, really strange. Do you remember the mini nukes on that that were designed to blow open the doors? Yeah, I think so. Aye. No. Or the decoys that you put down and the little clowns that we got. It was really weird, wasn't it? Aye. The character was designed like he had a big beak or something, didn't he? Like a big black helmet or something. Ah, he was kind of designed like a kind of almost like an Gundam alien. type of thing. Like aye, that was it, weird. That was a strange game. That. Uh, he says. Other honourable mentions go to the Needler and Halo. Worst weapon. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. The Throne Knives and Mighty Boot in Duke Nukem Time to Kill. Mm -hmm. Although he did love that game, he says. The Giant's Knife in Zelda Ocarina of Time. I heard that coming back, but I've never played Ocarina of Time. And as a novelty one, the Dildo, or Massager, as it was known. In Saints Row. No, in Dead Rising 2. It was pretty terrible for obvious reasons. I wonder Saints if that was a melee well. one or a, a... I'm doing a hand motion. Uh, here you are. Yeah. <laughs> like a jackhammer sort of thing, I don't know. Jack. Jack. Jack it off. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Chris. Yes, thanks. And Neil as well. Uh, I would love Chris and Neil to be a guest at some point. Brilliant. Just throwing that out there if they ever want to just get in touch. I think that would be awesome. Next, we've got Carl. You know Carl. Mm-hmm. 
He said his favourite weapon had to be the five-way fire on Turrican. Oh, so brilliant callback, because that was a game I loved. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, again, is that the machine gun or the weapon he uses being upgraded, like a power-up? That might be considered a power-up. On that game... Or do you pick up your weapon itself and it shoots five? Wait, five on that game, you had your main weapon uh-huh. and then you would pick up, yeah, different... Um, like, it altered your main weapon. Uh-huh. But there's a weapon on that that I would say deserves a shout-out. Mm-hmm. If you hold your finger on the fire button, you, you had this kind of... Oh, the roll. Electricity. No, it was an oh, electricity sorry. thing that you could go 360 with it. Ah, it yes, looked right. a bit like a proton ba- pack yeah. uh, out of Ghostbusters. And I just thought that was a cool mechanic on that game. He also said the least favourite was on Rainbow Islands having a triple rainbow without the fast casting thing. Right. Rainbow <laughs> Islands. That's something I would like to bring up, right? Mm-hmm. And specifically on one particular format. So Rainbow Islands mm-hmm. has a NAF weapon. I mean, this is this is the follow-up to Bubble Bobble, yeah. right? And Rainbow Islands is just... It's not Bubble Bobble. No. Awful. Try playing Rainbow Islands, Rainbow Islands, mm. on a spectrum, and look at what the rainbow looks like. I have, and uh, I think that's what we, what we had it on. We only had the spectrum, so... Monochrome Islands. Uh, bullshit fucking... Bull, bullshit Bow Island. Bullshit Bow Island. I didn't get past the sensors, that, no. did I? <laughs> Next up, we got Adam. Adam said his favourite is just because I played the game so much... It was uh, COD 1, COD 1's 2003. Is that, which one's that? I don't know which one that is. But it was the Car 98K, K-A-R 98K. The sound it made was amazing. Mm-hmm. His worst would be the fucking rifle launched grenades in Modern Warfare 2. The noob tubes. Yeah. Flume, flume, flume. Both COD weapons, like, but I'm not a little COD fanboy, I swear. <laughs> but you were going to say before, you said um, this particular weapon that people are always using. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I thought you, I thought you were going to say the uh, new tubes, because that's on Battlefield as well, the earlier Battlefield games that we used to play. Battlefield by Company 2, I think. Mm-hmm. They always used the, it was the rifle with the, the weapon attachment. Yeah. They used to shoot the new tubes. The, um, the medic still has that ability yeah. on the new one. Aye. I didn't like them. Like next up, we've got at Nylor. Oh hey. yeah, he said he doesn't play many weaponry games, but loved the BFG and Doom mm-hmm. and the shrink range Duke Nukem. Which oh, that was going to be a call out from me. I loved the idea of that. You uh-huh. you shrank the pl- the enemy, uh-huh. and then he would you'd stamp on him. Class. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he says the anti gravity gun in Half Life Two. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of the that's the sort of thinking man's weapon, that isn't it? That and portal, the portal gun. He also goes on to say, "Oh, binding of Isaac, playing as as Azel, uh-huh. as Azel, his brimstone weapon is so satisfying. With the right pickups, he's almost immortal." So you can probably relate to that. You know? Well, the binding of Isaac doesn't the Isaac's weapon because I've not um, I've not tried some of the different characters. I see, on it, right? Okay, but the like Isaac himself, his weapons are his tears. Oh Christ! So that's the kind of flavour <laughs> of that game. That's quite a good one. Then that would be a good one worth mentioning. <laughs> he's also said he's currently playing Far Cry Four, and mm-hmm. the weapons seem annoyingly underpowered. The spears and Far, the spears and Far Cry Primal, however, are fantastic. It's funny, Far Cry Primal got a bit of a panning, but I quite like the idea of it. Yeah. 
At least they took it somewhere a bit different. Yeah, it's a bit like that dragon. Uh, what's it called? Blood Dragon. Oh, I yeah, played I've that. that. Yeah. I've actually got that for free on Xbox One. Um, that'd be worth having a look at. But that looks very retro 80s, doesn't it? Pretty it cool. is. It's not bad, that. Uh, it, I'd heard it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. Sometimes yeah. games try too hard to be funny. Uh, and I thought that fell under that category. I finished it, though. He then says, okay, so I do actually play a lot of weaponry games. <laughs> <laughs> it says Mario Kart, the Red Shell, for example, homing missile. But you would, you, oh, I thought you would. I would no, I would say it. Uh, well, technically, <laughs> you, technically, you go over something, and it's like a power up almost. But it is a weapon that he holds and throws. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a. If we have a Venn diagram of weapons, abilities, and moves mm-hmm. or power ups, that would be in the middle. All right, in the kind of no man's <laughs> right in the middle. Let's let's. Stop the podcast and make a chart of <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> you then, oh, con- controversially, controversially, mm. sorry. Mm-hmm. See what you think of this. You said for negative ones, ones he doesn't like, the fucking chainsaw in Doom. It's it's cool over practical. Yeah. Yes. Um, I remember. Um, so I didn't have a lot of games for the Jaguar. All all I had was Doom and that fucking annoying flying game. Yeah. So I wanted to drain as much fun out of Doom as I could. Yeah. So I tried to finish Doom just the using chainsaw. the chainsaw. <laughs> okay, no. But there's one level where there's too many barons from hell and you Does don't it not stand run out of uh, fuel or anything. No? no, it's just a melee like weapon, really. Because I said to him, why? I said, that's controversial, why? And he said, never liked super powerful weapons with a stupidly short range. <laughs> and then he said, the torch and rake ghosts and goblins is another example. And I replied saying, do you mean the, the bag of chips? And he said, what? Oh, he's <laughs> not the like, biggest oh, fan. Go back to... Yeah. We'd mentioned that before. And he went, oh, well, I'm almost 50. Do you think I'm going to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> um, now that is... That's... <laughs> Good comeback. <laughs> that's everything that we had. So thank you all very, very much for those responses. That's... Yeah. Fantastic. You've essentially filled enough time. We can just end the podcast now. Okay. Night, night. <laughs> no, we really do appreciate it. And I, I, I love getting responses from people it's, it's it makes it more worthwhile I think yeah that there's people actually interested uh-huh. no, hopefully it's, listening. It's, it's really nice that we, we get some some uh, interaction it's really good and everyone who interacted if you keep an eye on Twitter I'm sure Tom will post some stuff mm-hmm. referring to the examples people have given It'll probably be but at the time I get around it'll be like May or June Aye, I'll stop just posting about this one <laughs> keep watching the skies Okay, that was were fans. <laughs> Top fans, loosely used. Yeah, fa- hopefully fans. That was were fans like ideas. What about yours, Tom, and and mine as well? Well, I made a, a bit of a list of my favourite ones and least favourite ones. We've talked about this last night and throughout the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit difficult. It has. I've yeah. been. I don't know if I've been thinking too hard about it, and I'm sure in past podcasts and in future podcasts we'll talk about them, we'll go, oh shit, that would have been one that I should have mentioned, so if we don't mention it now and we do in the future, please forgive us. Aye. There's lots, I couldn't think of many retro ones, which felt frustrating, because I'm sure there's loads when I've played and I've thought, this is fucking shit, or oh, I've picked that, oh man, I've managed to pick that up. Yeah. Like, there was um, one of the Angry Video Game Nerds ones, he was trying to finish a game, and he kept picking up the dagger or something accidentally, and it completely fucked everything up, or oh, he had to pick up the dagger. It was... 
goes and goes. There you go. There you go. So he, he, the dagger was the best one, and he kept getting lumbered with the shittest weapon. There's a the one on Contra as well, isn't there? Where if you veer away from the like, is it the freeway or something? That's the best one. Yeah. But I, like, I'm not being a. I didn't play Nintendo a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to Angry Video Game Nerd, he he goes on about um, Festa's Quest, which I heard a podcast about. That weapon sounds unbelievable. Your main weapon, you've got to power it up so much. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable. And um, what's that one that he... Jacqueline Hyde. Jacqueline Hyde, the uh-huh. cane and that. But if you go back, there's probably hundreds of games that when you turn it on, you're like... Well, that's my weapon. Yeah. That's what I'm meant to be firing. Uh, I remember there was one game, it was called Hawkeye for the Commodore 64, and I'm sure it had this, like, big spiel about the weapon you used, and then when you're firing, you just find, like, a little pee out of your fucking... <laughs> that happens a lot on 8-bit, because it's like, yeah. well, just use your imagination. Exactly. I mean, some of them that have been... I'll just quickly... I'm going to look through my list here and just mention ones that have already been mentioned, just to okay. c- yep. cross them off. So I wanted to see the gravity gun mm-hmm. from Half-Life 2. Yeah. Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII, of course. Yeah. The portal gun. The portal gun I absolutely loved. I thought it was a fucking... One of the most innovative... I think arguably it's a weapon. Yeah, I'd say one of the most innovative ones or tool mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Um, the needle gun in Halo. We'll come back to that in a sec. Um, but not a favourite, is it? <laughs> of you. No. I said the grenade launcher. I mentioned Battlefield 1943 and Battlefield 1. What I mean by that is the rifle, the, the, the rifle grenade launcher thing. Attachment type yeah, thing, yeah. I fucking hate them. They're so, it's just so unlikely that you're going to get a kill with it, in my experience. Maybe but them are the, they're the ones, like the enemies seem to get good kills with it. Yeah. I've mentioned the fat man already. The smart pistol, now I put that in my bad list because of all the reasons that Michael really gave he said that it was like a new weapon Uh, and I just think it's a poorly designed gun because it is so easy to get kills with and that just irritates me I can see why it's a good one because it's like it automatically gives you like five kills essentially Mm -hmm. and I I just don't think there's enough skill involved in it it just irritates us and I know Doom was like the original Doom wasn't a kind of um, well we never experienced the death match no so much Uh playing Doom but it's a lot. A lot of people pick the uh, BFG, yeah. But to me, it it falls under the category of like it's a cool concept. Don't get us wrong, and it fills it. It burns a room out, and it's got yeah. a cool name. But in terms of like, it hasn't got a lot of skill to use, has it? You know, like I said at the start, it, it, we're not talking about like iconic ones so much. It's ones that you actually enjoy using. Mm-hmm. I think BFG nine thousand is more of an iconic one. Yeah, you, know, you do. I think people think of that. You see it somewhere. What was your favorite ones? They go ah. Oh, Favorite weapons? Well, BFG nine thousand. That was that's one of the, my favorite names for a weapon and my favorite kind of what it does. Yeah, but it's not the most like you say. It's not great just to use. You can't kind of complete an entire game using that. No, it would just well. You, you probably could, but it would be boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it would just like I don't know. You'd have to have a cheat for the wep- the amount of ammo and stuff like that. I don't know. I I don't particularly like that weapon. I, would prefer the what was it called um, the one that shot those blue what they used the same ammo rifle or whatever it was they used the same ammo yes that's right it looked class up Uh I think Doom had like a lot of cool weapons Mm -hmm. for me the BFG is 
it's iconic because of its name and like you know it filled most of the fucking bottom of the screen as well it was so yeah. big it was a weird design that yeah, it, it looked white like and wires all over it a kind of millennium falcon toy didn't <laughs> it like <laughs> he's holding that <laughs> no i agree i think that's a that's more of a romanticized like you look back at that and it's more of a romantic view than actually playing and using it like it's just kind of it's it's quite rare really in the in the in the game you don't get mm. to use it that much it's just more breathing like it's a it's yes. a good breather like oh the room's full of fucking Keiko demons uh, and uh, hell knights I'll, I'll let loose a couple later, of these it's not anymore aye <laughs> so it is it is cool that side of it but yeah then I wanted to really sort of talk about ones from my which is kind of the idea of this podcast ones from my personal experience that I've used that mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed using that I've kind of found myself using all the time because it was just so fucking good. Aye. Or avoiding all the time because it was so fucking bad. Aye. So this, I think this is how you pronounce it, the Saiga 20K Semi from Battlefield Bad Company 2. Mm-hmm. It's like a Russian, I think, shotgun that I used to use all the time. I, I love the look of it. It had this particular sort of silhouette. It was just a really interesting appearance. And I just used to get so many fucking kills with it. It was just a really, really satisfying weapon to use. Yeah. It was fast fire and like reasonably fast reload. That was one of my favourites. Absolutely. Shall we alternate? Um, yeah. Um, so I'm looking at my best list and I'm just going to not mention the ones that we've all mentioned. Mm-hmm. The blaster weapon, I don't know what it's called, in another world, the oh, weapon okay, you, right. you get. Yeah. Have you ever picked it up in that game? Um, no. So the blaster, when you get it later on in another world, it has it has a few functions. Uh-huh. One of them is it it creates a little shield. Ah, okay, right. Also, if you keep your finger on, it fires a high pitched blast. Right. But the most important thing, if you hit someone with this blaster, it turns them into a little skeleton and they make this crunchy noise. A pile of dust or something. Like that. Yeah. Bearing in mind in that game, the way you start and you're on the run and then you're in that uh, cell and yeah. stuff, when you get a weapon uh, and that weapon really is cool, satisfying. there's something really satisfying about it. And I always get them mixed up, but that one that was very like Another World, Flashback, uh, the weapon in Flashback's really cool and has a few little functions yes, as well. I did. And I that's why like I, that. I always liked the one in Flashback. I played Flashback more than Another World. Yeah. I did like that one. That's a good one, that one. Next one for me is the hunting rifle from Left 4 Dead. You know, the wooden hunting rifle. The one I that thought, was, yeah. Because uh, when Sai said the sniper rifle, I was like, oh, I want to say that one. But then when he said the automatic one, I thought, class. Uh-huh. There was something about that, the wooden one, that I preferred. And I used to use that almost exclusively. Whenever it was there, I used to pick it up. Mm-hmm. It was that in the um, the pump action shotgun, I think you could get. Me, the shotgun, it was every time. Like. Was, it, I just loved that hunting rifle. I, I used to kind of play the role where I would back off a little bit and mm-hmm. try to pick people off but then funnily enough when I went back to Left 4 Dead I found that hunt rifle like almost impossible to use okay. it was when I got in when we used to play it a lot I used to use that all the time and love it and was successful with it but then when I went back to it more recently I just couldn't seem to use it it I just think felt unusable that's because I was doing a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes <laughs> that's an interesting uh, an interesting outlook uh, yeah <laughs> of course we may never know, so we'll just move on. Yeah, I... <laughs> so um, ne- next up, I would say we've kind of mentioned it, but the shotgun on Doom. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll hide that one out. Uh-huh. 
then the pistol, right? The pistol in the original Halo. Yeah. So the reason shotguns are for when a, a game does a shotgun right, it does it right. The shotgun in Halo is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought no, I'm not going to double up. The original Halo's pistol. Now, bearing in mind, you could only carry two weapons in mm-hmm. that game, and sometimes it's a lot of like, oh, I don't know whether to have this combination. Yeah. That pistol with it, it had a zoom on it and the headshots available mm-hmm. and the damage it done was unbelievable. No wonder in Halo 2 and all the rest down. of them, they've fucking ruined it to the point now where it's absolutely... Well, the last Halo I played was Halo 4 uh-huh. and it was pretty shit. Halo 1, that pistol, even the way it looks is cool. I remember it was one that you used to always mention, like when we used to talk about games, you used to always bring up the Halo pistol. I can't believe it's your starting weapon. Yeah. It's like in most games. I mean, look at the pistol in Doom. It's shit. Yeah. It's absolutely like, yeah, it's, it's not even satisfying the use. It doesn't look nice either, the pistol in Doom. It looks like a fucking turd. It looks it's like a silver turd. they made it and went, oh, well, we'll come back and we'll we'll make that look a bit <laughs> better <laughs> later. But like, oh, well, we'll oh, release shit. the game. The game's out now. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. It's a, Doom is like, it's a funny mix a really old looking weaponry mm-hmm. like at the start compared to the like futuristic ones at the end even though the, that plasma rifle thing looks like a couple of fucking boxes <laughs> like a hoover or something <laughs> so like, um, Left 4 Dead again the pipe bomb I was going to say that yeah, yeah. the beeping noise beep, makes beep, beep, it's such a cool idea so yeah. the zombies are there's a game mechanic in that game where like you can set off um, alarms and cars yeah. and stuff and it'll get all the zombies to attack. And the pipe bomb, as you throw it, yeah, it beeps and it draws all of them into uh, one place. Red flash. Awesome. Yes, it's a good one. Um, right, there's a two that have already been named. Right, the plasma rifle in a- Alien 3. Oh, right, okay. So Alien 3, the film, she doesn't have any weapons. Uh-huh. But it, Alien 3 on the snares, it has this... It's a side-on scroll and shoot them up and it has this really cool mechanic where you go to the computers and you have to do um, missions. And you only have one weapon in the game, it's your, ri- your rifle. Mm-hmm. But the rifle does everything that the end of Aliens she done to her gun. Right. So it has a flamethrower oh, thing on it. Uh, if, gaffer tape. Yeah, it fires a little, little bomb uh-huh. and it has that mint sound of the machine gun. Yeah. It's essentially, if the had of why not retrofit that into the alien free film yeah well it will be over in seconds wouldn't it should just turn around a corner and obliterate the thing is there only one alien in alien 3 the film yes yeah they've gone back to the original idea where there was only one i, th- I think technically the well i could spoil it and say there's more uh-huh. but um well technically there's more because it's you know, spoil it. Alien Three is fucking ancient now. When I went, yeah, well, just the end, and uh, isn't yeah. it? It's, so there's technically one more that comes from somewhere. Yeah, I think there's only one. Yeah, it, it, and it's a dog alien, isn't it? But uh, in the original dog, cut, yeah, I don't think it was a dog. I think it was. It came from like a oh really a calf or something. Oh, uh, really? I think something else. But I've never went back to watch that one because no. it's balls. <laughs> Which got, isn't Pete Postlethwaite in that? There's a lot of British actors in yeah. I think it was filmed in like Millsborough or some Like mm. the beach. Because uh, they wanted to have a prison planet type look yeah. to it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's <perfect>. Absolutely <laughs> ideal. Yeah. Um, what about the energy leash in Bullet Storm? That was a oh, I forgot about that, yeah. You whip them, you grab, like throw this energy leash out, whip them in, 
or throw them up in the air and shoot them, finish them off with your other weapon. And you, a pretty cool thing. Wasn't, wasn't it? that the same one that you could use to like slide on things as well? You used the yeah. whip to like jump across I, and stuff. That's right. I used it. It was like a multi-tool almost. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That pretty no? cool. Wasn't it? There you go. That was a bit out of left field. The hammer in Red Faction uh, oh, Gorilla. Lush. So Red Faction. So satisfying. Red Faction's a games that are close to our hearts, actually. Yeah. And they went third person with that one on the 360. And you could, I think you could carry three weapons. Plus, plus the um, melee weapon as standard, which uh-huh. was the, the hammer. Yeah. I remember it having a really cool change mechanic where you could change the weapons really quick. Uh-huh. I think they were like fast map to one, to the buttons. Mm-hmm. So when you played multiplayer, because the multiplayer on that game was fucking class, Brilliant. you could bring up the hammer really quick. And it was an instant kill. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a cheap way. There was a lot of skill involved. Add that to the fact that in Red Faction, you could smash... It was all about smashing the environment yeah. up, right? The hammer. Bringing down buildings with a hammer. There was another good weapon in that, and it was that particle uh, rifle that just ate away at oh, the yes, environment. that's right, aye. Yeah, that I looked so that. cool. It just like, yeah. yeah, that's right. Class. Um, I've got a, I've got another weapon I want to talk about from Red Faction um, we mentioned in a bit. Right. So we'll come back to that. Oh, imagine being spread in the first one, mess. But that stings. Pepper sprays. Get a lot of stuff you can get online nowadays. You want some uh, nunchucks? Like six ninety nine. You've got them. I remember the days I used to have to sit there in the workshop making my own throne stars. Not anymore. You probably get about 20 for about a dad or quid. I've never bought them, but if you have a look, you'll find uh, they're actually quite easy to get. solved a lot of cases in my time. I'm probably best known for the glove box murders. I did the shoehorn murders. I did the belly snatcher. I done uh, Jack the Stripper. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, the Batarang from Arkham Asylum in Arkham City. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It had different versions as well, didn't it? There was one where you could, like, the remote Batarang at your control it yourself. Was there, like, a shock one as well that could shock people, maybe, or. Um, but could... I think just uh, as, a, as a weapon, I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a bit iconic because of the, the character, like, Batman. It's like quite an iconic weapon to use, but I think they did a good job of it in the in the game. I agree. Yeah, yeah. they did. I. It was a good game mechanic, wasn't it? Absolutely. The freeway in um, Smash TV. So I love right, Smash okay. TV, and you you pick up certain weapons on that. Mm-hmm. 
one's a little rocket launcher sort of thing but the freeway there's something about that weapon it's it, it's like that game's all about crowd management and like that that's just you know that once you've got the freeway you've got a bit of breathing space for a little while class what about the crawler from Prey remember Prey alright what was that particular weapon it was this little alien thing that you pick up it had three legs if you pulled two legs off it became like a grenade aye you could throw people if you pulled one leg off it became like a a trip mine sort of thing so you right. could just drop it and it yeah. would uh, if someone walked into it it would explode oh I totally forgot about that Prey actually yeah so that's a pretty like innovative a bit similar to the Half-Life uh, fucking bug thing which it I, is, I yeah. may mention later <laughs> I hate it there I'm like yeah. yeah so this was a one right from the past that I forgot that I played for a little while and so Oddworld oh god I Oddworld made obviously the Abe's Odyssey and stuff uh-huh. but then they made this game called Strange as Wrath oh yes that's right With the, the, it was like a western kind of theme wasn't it yeah you were like a bounty hunter or something yes and your main weapon's this crossbow and it can hold Two separate um, ammo type, uh, like weapons, but the weapons are just little critters, right. and each of the little critters do different things. Oh, and they look okay. one of them's like a chipmunk thing, and you like splat them off with people. And it's that coupled with because I watched a YouTube um, playthrough to remind me of the game, the dumb AI in that game. With the the comical like um, crossbow weapons uh-huh. is, I remember having a bit of a. Uh, it was a good game that it had an unusual humour. I remember it. I, I have a vivid memory of the actual main character with these like Stetson and stuff. It bombed. Yeah. Yeah, That's and it sure. killed the franchise. Uh, you've never seen another one, have you? The Alloy Cannon in XCOM, which yeah. was the like the upgraded shotgun. Mm-hmm. I always liked the shotgun in XCOM anyway, but like. The best version of it is going to be the best of it. Plus the name, Alloy Cannon's fucking class. Some of the weapons are cool in yeah. XCOM, yeah. I love the the laser the laser and the plasma stuff, but yeah. Alloy Cannon is a fucking good name for a weapon there. The Drake Sword in Dark Souls. Right. Now, it's not the best weapon because it, Dark Souls is a kind of game where, like Borderlands almost, like all yeah, the weapons yeah. just get increasingly better. Tributes and, in that. There's like... um there's different type of play styles that are better with like certain weapons. But the reason I picked that one is very personal. It's because um, I was having a tough time with Dark Souls. I was really, really finding it difficult. I'd hit a, a, a massive like plateau on it. I was mm-hmm. stuck. And I started watching, not a walkthrough, but these this kid's experience with Dark Souls. He started playing it. Very like the prepare to try thing oh, that yeah, yeah. IGN's doing but this lad was he was very genuine and he started playing it and um, he was making loads of mistakes but he was like admitting it and he found the Drake sword and the way there's two ways to get the Drake sword there's like a Drake is kind of a dragon and there's this dragon in a particular area where you can it feels so like the game wasn't meant to do this but that happens a lot in Dark Souls where you can hide at one point and you can hit its tail so many times that the tail snaps off and that's how you get the Drake Sword. Right. And the reason why it has a particular um, place in my heart is when I got the Drake Sword, it kind of helped us. Like, I was stuck. Like, I couldn't seem to get a weapon that I was good with. Nothing was taking off useful damage. And 
I was like really frustrated with it and getting this sword it was a little fire like it, it caused fire damage and the way I got it, it was all cool and it was part of if I hadn't got that weapon maybe I wouldn't be the champion like how, how much I love Dark Souls yeah, yeah. I needed some help at that point mm. and I'm glad I f- and that's why I kind of like champion it because it's like I remember getting that weapon I'm like it all coming into place a bit and helping us I needed that help no that's good that, that's I suppose what this is about weapons that kind of were significant mm-hmm. in, in some way um, I've got the Plasma Blaster from Earthworm Jim which was the <laughs> yeah. weapon he used I don't mention the his actual like whip head Aye. but I loved the look of it was such a funny little cute red thing but the massive big sort of fiery blaster came out at the end of it tiny awesome. little weapon and it's Aye. just like it was just like like a little handheld machine gun thing it was class yeah I'm, I'm running low now but uh, I would say the baseball bat and double dragon right, it's okay. funny because it's like been better than a lot of side on scroll and beat em ups and stuff uh-huh. but I always remember the chippy getting double dragon in and all the kids going oh it's amazing you can headbutt people you can elbow <laughs> them and you can pick up a baseball bat and yeah. hit people with it and for that and that alone it's iconic got two grenades I want to talk about mm-hmm. well one's a bomb one's a grenade the singularity bomb from Red Faction Gorilla and the vortex oh, grenade oh yeah that the vortex grenade from Fracture which were both quite similar (laughs) where they both kind of sucked everything in to Mm -hmm. one one point and then exploded it was quite a similar feature the singularity bomb especially with the destruction physics in Red Faction was just fucking spectacular but I put them both together because obviously Fracture had that terraforming um, concept as well Mm -hmm. so they destroyed the earth and I think they were both awesome weapons yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. A, a grenade or bomb that I like using is the the Halo. Is it the plasma grenades? Yes, that's ah, sticky. Yeah. You know, a sticky right. kill on Halo is something fucking cool. Also, like the isn't it a grenade that causes that um, that ball of a shield around you in Halo? Or is that is that a power up? In Halo Three, you got one off weapons that you could pick up, uh-huh. and one of them was yeah, this little shield where you are um, impervious to uh-huh. uh, bullets, but people could pass through it. Yes, I think I they like kind of got rid of that mechanic later on. Mm. Have you got any more on your list? Um, well, just some like honourable mentions in a kind of good way. Uh-huh. Um, the Sword and Metal Gear Revengeance, oh, where right. you can slash through things like uh, robot stuff. Really cool mechanic there. Um, the guns and bayonetta. Okay, on her feet. Yeah, there was something like a bit. And her weapon is a hair, which is right. mental. Yeah. Wasn't that like, was it Rose from uh, Street Fighter? Didn't she use a hair? Some of her, weapon, some of her special moves. Did she? I can't, I, them characters just yeah. do not like <laughs> stick in the mind. Uh, I've got the OTS-03 uh, Marksman Rifle. Which is the weapon that Glass uses in Rainbow Six Siege? He's right. one of the characters. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite characters to use. And he's like obviously a marksman, so he kind of sits back, but like shoots through windows and stuff. I've had probably most success with him. He's a bit of a. He can be considered a bit of a, a noob character because he doesn't get stuck into the fight, yeah. so you don't have to be too like reactionary with your movements and stuff. But just sitting and picking pick a particular particularly good spot. And 
shooting through windows and stuff and waiting patience waiting for people to get in the right place so you can take them out is really satisfying well it's not a particular weapon but vagrant story oh yeah um on that game like a lot of rpgs you buy weapons but in this you you get parts to make weapons That's right, yeah. and if i remember correctly a particular enemy might have a weakness towards a certain type of weapon uh-huh. or a certain element in the weapon so there was a lot of quick changing weapons so you would have like a few and the weapons if i remember correctly again i'm sure they were leveled up themselves uh-huh. and you could tinker with them and you could rename them and there's something a bit cool about it that was neil i uh, mentioned before who mentioned some of his favorites he loved that game he was a big champion for vagrant story but i've I never played it but he loved it i've got it and I would love to go back to it again. I think the art style would hold up because mm. it's comic booky type thing. I'm not sure if Chris played it, but if Chris or Neil did play it and never want to become a guest on here, I'd love to have them talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a few more. Should I just go through the rest of my Yeah, favorites? I think I'm I'm finished okay. now. I've got uh, the Manhunt plastic bag. I'll put that in worst. Really? And not because it's shit, uh-huh. just because, can you imagine in a fight? <laughs> but I did bring that up, but yeah. I think that's why I like it, because it's so stupid. Yeah. It's such a, but it's because it's about stealth and just getting someone on the way. I think it was such a, it must be a horrific way to go. It was iconic, that. That yeah. was the the one that everyone was like, depending on how good you were at executing people, there was like several different animations for uh-huh. each weapon. The plastic bag one was the one that caused quite a lot of controversy I remember mm. yeah. wasn't the one where he stabbed him through it or something like that oh, man. I remember yeah there was some grim the stuff bag over the face and then still hit them or stab them off the water gun from Zombies Ate My Neighbours yeah. I tried to think I was looking at all of the different weapons in that game and I think the, the water gun is just like, my favourite uh, the is it the Arbiter Sword from Halo is that what it's called Oh, the uh, elite sweatmans, yeah. the swords, yeah. They're yeah. lush. Yeah. I like the hammers, though, as well. The brute yeah. hammers. Uh, those massive, big fucking hammers. What about the unicorn gun from Red Faction Armageddon? Which I oh. think was more of like a cheat gun. Uh, he used to pull his tail up and he would shoot stuff out of his arms. He shoots rainbows, I think, yeah, out of his, his arms. Like, yeah. uh, Is he called Mr. Happy or something, though? Something like that. I, don't uh, know. I think we mentioned him before on this, I'm sure, and I, I put a picture. It was the only thing good about that. We've already said how much we like Red <laughs> Faction, but that one, Armageddon, uh, was atrocious. Yeah, we'll get to that in that fucking special. The Theropod uh, from Half Life 2. I think that's got to be mentioned. Ah, yeah, yeah. That is it. That's a cool mechanic, yeah. Yeah. Guiding uh, them around. And the Pulse Rifle from Half Life 2, that's already been mentioned. Good brutal yeah, noise to it. Yeah, <laughs> we've mentioned that in the pre- previous thingy, but I think that's an awesome gun. Mm-hmm. With that, it's secondary. Like a secondary fire, yeah, with the big balls. Mm-hmm. balls. <laughs> you like big balls, I like big balls. And this one, now this is an interesting one that I don't think you would have thought of. Alan Wake's torch. Look what's on on worst <laughs> there. <laughs> I thought I was being really clever getting that one because for me it's yeah. the battery life. That, like, what sort of batteries is he fucking That's using? Right. A but battery lasts five seconds. And I he's think torch. it's a concept. I know that you've got to finish them off with a gun, but you use the torch to bring their sort of shields right down. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a concept is a cool idea because light is so important in that game anyway. You love lightning, so it was yeah. up your street, yeah, right up your street. But uh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm surprised you mentioned it actually, but it's, I think it's funny that you put it in the worst column. Because I, I, I think it's got, you're right, the battery life is fucking stupid, but that's more of a 
a game mechanic to make you kind of to build a suspense again like we were talking about Dead Space I suppose yeah. but I think it was a pretty cool idea to have in there yes gets a bit boring I suppose because you have to use it every single time aye but, I remember yeah. you uh, I finished uh, I finished Alan Wake I really enjoyed it I remember the startup stick in my mind quite a lot and then you you managed to get two versions of the DLC so you give us it no and the very last that boss American Nightmare so. I think it might be something like that. I went through it. It's very short. Mm. And the it's very last... trippy, isn't it? Loads of adverts on the TV and shit. Is it the one at the drive-in cinema? Is it that one? The last boss is a TV. That's what I'm going to say about it. Because <laughs> it looks like, you know, Evil Ed now. Evil Ed now, yeah, from fun. Willow with a Wisp. Yeah, <laughs> and I, as I was fighting this boss, I was thinking, I am not scared in the slightest. Yeah. So, that's your first of the bad ones. Aye. So I'll give me next one from the bad ones. The Needler gun from Halo, please. Tell me why. Tell me why. Well, the Needler <laughs> went through a thing, a phase like the, the Magnum or the pistol did, of uh-huh. getting dumbed down. Now, it's a gun that you have to fire a certain number of needles into something and then it explodes. Ah, right, okay. And that's what makes it good. So do you think it's more of a people don't know how to use it properly? Yeah, slightly. Uh-huh. It's yeah. it's a tool, though. It's not good for everything. It's uh-huh. only good. The worst weapon I would say in Halo 1 is probably that green thing. The green pistol. Yeah. But even that's... You charge it up. The charge effect, it stops vehicles. Mm. So it has its uses. Every weapon in that game has its use. Yeah. So that's what's so good. actually no one how to use them, probably. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Um... Right, Chris's knife in Resident Evil. <laughs> so, in Resident Evil, on the first one... slashes with it. Try killing zombies with the knife. <laughs> so, when I remember even back in the day, you had a choice between being Jill or Chris. Uh-huh. And everyone finished the game with Jill because it's like where well, you start with a pistol and you can carry more. Mm-hmm. Chris has that fucking knife at the start. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you have to kill that first zombie. So your first experience of playing Resident Evil with a horrible control method is trying to take out a zombie with his god-awful knife. Uh, but if you do it... Well, I, I played it recently, oh, no, and it doesn't... No, there's no achievements, is there? Hi, it doesn't feel... Is there achievements on the, the remake? I can't remember. I, yeah, it must, must do, do but... I might, um, if that comes down in price quite a bit, I might pick that up. It was free on PlayStation, which was a right ball ache for me. I just bought the fucker and oh, then it made. <laughs> I wonder, I don't know if it's backwards compatible because I'm sure that came out in 360. Are you talking about Resident Evil 4 here? No, the Resident Evil remake. The first All right, one, yeah. Because yeah. mm. we were we were talking about it when it first came out and I was on the fence because I would like to play it again. Like, but Well, I've got to know. a certain point and I've stopped playing it. But mm. The... Um, one I've just kind of just mentioned before. I mentioned two from Half Life. The mm. bug grenade thing that I've just mentioned. Yeah. One that you Pop. kind of put your finger next to it to try to bite you. Uh. You'd throw it, and then if there was no enemies, it would come back and get you. Yeah, it would. I. That fuck? happened a lot. It's bullshit. <laughs> and also the hive hand from Half Life. Now I that's important. That. It it's not satisfying. It's mm. annoying. Yeah. And it makes a horrible noise. Yeah. <laughs> but when I went through them all. Uh, when I went through the first one, it was important. It was, it? It was useful. Uh-huh. It, yeah, because you have to use the lock on and use that because of ammo problems. Uh-huh. But is it a good weapon to use? You're, you're probably right putting Not it in fan. that. Not a fan. 
What you got? What you um, got right. The, it's cla- I think it's called the pepper spray in Streets of Rage. Right. So you pick up this thing that looks like a tea bag, right? And the way you hold it is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And when you hit it off someone, all it does is stun them for like five seconds. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. That's yeah, pepper spray. It, well, I read it. It was pepper spray on a walkthrough. Right. But I don't know if it is supposed to be pepper spray. Uh-huh. What about Wacker's Ball from Final Fantasy X? Oh, I hated that character, yes. Yeah, but now Wacker's Ball was one of the best weapons on the game because of his special move thing, right, where you just hit everything for 9999 in the, on the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. But as a concept, he's throwing that fucking ball, I thought it was just shit. I thought it was a horrible weapon, yet he was just... He was so important to use. That was what I think I didn't like about him the most. He was so important to get actually finish the game mm-hmm. because he was so powerful. He was also in that game there was flying enemies that some characters yes. were absolutely useless at, sure. and he was really important to kill, uh, uh, to use to kill them. Yeah, yeah, I hated him. Yeah, I really disliked him. I, I did like that underwater game though. I did like that. I know it wasn't a scratch on triple triad, but I did. I, I did really like it. Um, I think because I've organically mentioned quite a few of them, the last one I probably put in worst is uh, I've recently got Titan Souls and right. you've got one arrow. <laughs> That's the game. I know yeah. it's the whole mechanic of it and that, but it's a fucking infuriating game. Uh-huh. So that's like probably my last worst. I've got a couple more. Mm-hmm. One uh, from, this is technically a weapon, GTA 5 do the winter sort of update sort of thing. And you can throw um, you can throw snowballs. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty shit weapon. <laughs> uh, well, there's that god awful South Park game on the N64 where you throw snowballs, uh, and it's like oh, shit as it feels. There'll be some in South and the, the latest South Park game, you know. There were, aye, there would be. Aye. If there's any anyone that's played, not stick of truth, the, the stick of truth, yeah, not um, fractured but whole. Is that out now? I don't think it's out just yet. Right. It's, it's you can pre-order it. Uh, but anyone's played Stick of Truth that can think of any, like, oh, I've done some research because there'll be some fucking, even if it's just funny ones. Yeah. I can't really think off the top of my head now. Do you remember Final Fantasy Tactics on the thingy, the first level of that, when you mm-hmm. were in the mechanics, you could throw, throw snowballs at people as well? The, I've mentioned the Small Pistol, Fat Man, ADF Rail Driver from Red Faction. I always find that, found that incredibly irritating because you could see through walls with it it could uh, but it, the chances of you actually getting someone especially on Red Faction 2 the multiplayer uh-huh. is just so slim because people used to move around so fast because me and Sai actually used to play that quite a bit and I'm sure if he comes on we'll talk about nice, it nice yeah we used to play Red Faction 2 quite a bit multiplayer because the start up bit it was like a speech the world has abandoned we fight alone against an insidious enemy an enemy would destroy the Commonwealth, who would have our nation crumble from within. But we are strong enough to fight the Red Faction. We are strong enough to prevail. You asked for greatness. I have given it. You asked for victory. It is within our grasp. Do not ask me to surrender to our enemies. I will not! And if you play it because you've got it, ah, it's yeah. like a speech and it used to kind of loop. And I remember I must have left it on or something. It just played over and over and over again and it just used to do it. Doesn't that game have a, It's got a very 1984 vibe to it, yeah, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very 
sort of communist Russia as well, uh, and yeah. propaganda and stuff like that, the big fist and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And I think two more Molotov cocktails. Now, Molly's. put that in here because they always seem to backfire. Either you get hit with it or you throw it and someone runs like in Left 4 Dead and you're like, oh, fuck. They're very Either important in Left 4 Dead, though, like for are. taking down the tank and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like a double-edged sword. They can be really, really important, but more often than not, they just fuck you up. They back you into a corner, they trap you, they mm. trap you on your teammates, or you just flat out hit one of your teammates with it and cover them in fucking flame and crack or something like that. I tell you, in, in Left 4 Dead, you hold one throwable, right? Uh-huh. Like, just for people who haven't, uh, you know. And uh, the pressure of when you're, if you're playing on a like very tight team mm-hmm. and there's a molly there and you've picked it up uh-huh. and you're the only one of the four who's got a Molotov and the tanks here, the pressure to make <laughs> that, that, hit, that hit because I've been kicked for missing that it's before. It's like the... Um... The, the bit on uh, Star Wars and they're getting it in the fucking uh, exhaust vent and Aye, stuff. <laughs> yeah and if you play some smart ass fucking tank player yeah. who's like just canging back and he's yeah. like I'm not fucking I know he's got the molly <laughs> but the last one I want to mention all flashbang grenades in any game ever are fucking shit or caca fucking shit they're always if someone manages to get you with one they're irritating as fuck because you just you you may as well put your controller down. They've, yeah. they've got them in Rainbow Six Siege, and whenever I get hit with one, which is invariably one that I've thrown, <laughs> because you've got to throw it and then completely turn away, mm. like turn the opposite of where you're looking, because if it's anywhere near your peripheral vision, it'll get you, yeah. and you're fucked. But I never, it never seems to have any effect on anyone, especially in multiplayer games. You'll throw it, and you'll be like, right, I can get in there. Shot straight away. Or if if you do actually get someone, they'll just spray bullets. Mm-hmm. They'll run backwards and forwards spraying bullets, and they'll still kill you. I fucking hate flashbang grenades. Probably more than any other weapon in any game. Ever. Oh, that's a good one to end on. There the you thing go. we hate the most. The thing we hate the most is flashbang fucking grenades. And there you go. Yeah. Fucking. Have you exhausted your list? Anything else you want to say? Um. Well, just go out. Maybe on. We've been talking about weapons, but the joy of picking up a new weapon mm-hmm. or buying a new one in an RPG. Oh yes. It's learning, like yes. Learning to, like seeing something in a shop in an RPG that's got like wonderful stats and yeah. Think, Ooh, that, that I like the look of that. I think that might be some, another one that we could have a. a a discussion about we might have to group something together but like pickups stuff that you buy in shops like armour and stuff mm-hmm. like that that would be another thing that we could talk about for for an episode yeah I mean, I mean it's really exciting isn't it when you when you pick something up for the first time and you're like ooh what the yeah. fuck's this what does this do especially in games these days where it seems to be more towards weapons that are randomly generated or weapons that you might only see on one playthrough and mm. you might not see for another five or six like the, the roguelikes you're playing yeah like End of the Gungeon has a lot of like daft ideas uh-huh. recently I got like a one where it's a barrel and it shoots fish yeah and then I got one that was a shotgun shell that fires shotguns yeah. at people there's a lot of daft ideas there's a few ones that's like a meat boy that fires stuff and that it's a good idea there's that um, another whatsapp group I've got I think it was um, Ellen Michael and Ryan Ryan one of the guys who sent, some me- sent a message in mm-hmm they had in Grand Theft Auto 5 there was a shark gun where you would shoot someone and then a shark would come out of the ground and eat them wow and like drag them back under 
and there was another one that was a like a car gun so you would just shoot and cars would come flying <laughs> and it would be like full full cars you would just be shooting cars down the street and stuff and they'd all explode so there's loads of like crazy mods with stuff like that but it's a, it's a very rich subject you could talk for hours and I'm sure we'll finish this podcast and go oh fuck I wish I mentioned that one or there's that one mm-hmm. so if anyone is any that we haven't mentioned that wants to talk to her about it yeah. send her a message we'll read it out in the next podcast yeah definitely yeah because there's, there's so much more from Gone Ark's Lair in 2017 oh so much more risotto the monthly podcast it is I think that's what it's going to be two a month that's enough for years isn't it you're not fucking paying for it you bastards if you don't like yeah. it you can stick it up your fucking arse if you just want more you can petition and give them money and <laughs> Do you know if, uh, you know, all of, there's a lot of um, petitions and stuff going around at the minute for different things like fucking, oh, we must have another vote on Brexit or mm. stop Trump coming across from America. Coming across not me to come in. <laughs> Stop Trump. Oh, what a horrible image. Stop the Trump bukkake. There's petitions for that. If the petition gets enough signatures, Parliament have to discuss it. Mm. Now. <laughs> If you would like Parliament to discuss whether you want the Gone Oxlow podcast to be weekly or monthly, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. We'll just sit back and watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And unfold. then we'll... Uh, that means we will be forced to quit our day jobs and someone will have to fund that. That forced you, listeners. Mm-hmm. For only a measly fee of <laughs> £500 a week each, yeah. we could afford to quit our daily jobs mm-hmm. and pay off our mortgages, which I don't have. Mm. Uh, but well, you could buy a house and pay off a mortgage yeah. within the next two years so if you just want to do that that's absolutely fine it'll just take it how many listens we've got about 50 followers on SoundCloud if all of you paid £500 a week <laughs> then we'll be able to afford to do that so in the next if you just want to do that send us some messages in the next episode I'll give you my bank account details and set up, set up a standing order Oh, well, I look forward to that then because yeah. I'm hating my job at the minute so this should be fun. I'll not tell Ross how much you're sending me and I'll give him a percentage. Oh, surprise. I'm surprise 10%? Man. Based on how much skill and ability I add to the podcast. It'll be 10%. Every head every headhead competition you get it'll rise by 1%. All right. Sorry, 0.5%. <laughs> I'm going to get a lawyer and negotiate that. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you want to say before we end this episode 23? No, just thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being here. And thanks for participating, all the people who sent in. Stuff. Made a difference, didn't it? I really like that. So we're going to have to think of topics that people can actually have. Get people involved, yeah. Cool. Right. Well, thank you very much for listening to
you want to do the intro for this one? Because I saw me intro for the first part. Oh, I feel the pressure sometimes, especially when you've been drinking. <laughs> okay, then I'll do it. I'm not singing though. You don't have to sing. 